0: Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Wharf Sensitive. Uh, This is Justin L., your favorite host ever. And today I got two special guests with me today. We have uh, Andrew Gort, uh, famous for uh, doing some shows. And then we have Bobby Skullface, who's known for his reviews, and everybody loves his opinions on things.
1: What's up, man? Thanks for having (laughs) me. How's it going?
0: What's going on, guys? Mm. So uh, today, I guess, you know, you guys are new to doing podcasts and stuff, so... I'm going to try and lead you guys. We're going to uh we're going to talk about Star Trek. Hmm. And I want to hear about how it's affected your life and made you better people and all that stuff.
1: Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> and uh I guess anything like that uh we'll start that off simple. Uh we'll go in alphabetical order. It's A and B, so I guess we'll do <coughs> Gort first.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: So uh So uh so Andrew, uh, what's your earliest memory of Star Trek?
2: My earliest memory of Star Trek is quite possibly little creatures crawling into people's ears from the Wrath of Khan, Mm, mm. and I think that's definitely scarred me for life. I think that scarred a lot of people. Like I often hear people of like our generation talk about that
1: scene. You know, that's like a good conversation to have. Like cinematic moments that you think have scarred you for life. I have three that come to mind. That one is one. Um but i don't know if it, it, i would put it way down at the bottom of the list uh, and then the number 1 would be exorcist uh when she was uh doing doing her thing with the crucifix um saying may jesus fuck me anybody remember that part yep that that one that one stuck <laughs> with me and uh this the second one man would be this movie i think it's called the counselor it's something like that it's a uh, uh, tony scott directed it Uh, in in a Ridley Scott style after Ridley had died no I'm sorry Ridley Scott directed it in a Tony Scott style after Tony had died Um, but there is an unfortunate uh, set of circumstances that becomes or uh, falls onto this couple and it was fucking painful to watch if you haven't seen that movie I highly suggest it It, it's one of the movies that was was so fucked up I I thought I was going to throw up at a certain point
0: Mm. That's called the counselor. I think it's called.
1: I think it's called the counselor. It has Cameron Diaz in it. Um, uh, I can't remember who else. Oh, Brad Pitt is in it. Uh, he. It's, it's also where I get that quote from that I use from time to time. That uh, sir, uh, I don't. You know, these people uh, they don't believe in in uh, coincidence. They've heard of it. They've just never actually seen one for themselves. Mm. Great movie though, but it's it definitely fucked me up. All right, continue.
2: Continue court. All right. You, uh, I think I cut court yeah. off.
1: Is there anything you wanted to say about that?
2: <laughs> well, just movies scarring a person. Um, the uh, uh, the first Poltergeist movie, towards the end of the movie, I think that it's the ground opens up in the backyard, and it's just like this big mud pit full of skeletons. But mm. when I was a little kid, I thought that was like a swimming pool. So to this day, I still don't like going in swimming pools. Wow. Like it's unsettling to me. I think that uh, Big Harry Monster from EWAP movie scarred me as well.
1: The Gorex. Yeah. Dude, that thing, that thing, I still don't like looking at it. To this day, I'm like, nope, something's <laughs> fucked up about this.
0: Man, mine's, got, mine's probably The Gate as far as like
1: oh, movies. I think that fucked Adam when up.
0: Got, when he's got the eyeball in the hand, yep, he stabs yep, the eyeball.
1: Yep, yep, yeah. I think that fucked Adam up.
0: Yeah, that was mine when I was a kid, man. I was at somebody else's house watching that, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Why are you guys watching this? Let's watch G.I. Joe.
1: Also, was it The Howling where the the wolf came out of the girl's mouth? Or like the like the dude's mouth like opened up and the wolf snout like popped. Oh yeah! I think that 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 I have a memory of that fucking me up as well. Like I was like I don't like this. <laughs> so my first memory of Star Trek would definitely be um, the one. Well, so it's actually so I wanted to go with the funnier answer, but I'll, I'll be honest about it. So I was we were going camping and. Uh, with my mom and, and her husband and, and my brothers. And I don't think my sister was alive yet or born yet. I should say. And we were, we, she, she had this like van that she had bought off of some family member. And it was like this, like plush ass van, like had a TV inside this whole bit. And the TV had a VCR hooked up to it. And it was a long drive to go to this camping spot. So, uh, i, I I love Star Wars and I used to complain all the time that there was no new Star Wars and my mom rented a Star Trek movie and it wasn't like part 1 you know what I mean it was like just yeah. some random one that I couldn't tell you anything about and she put it in the VCR and we were supposed to watch it on our way to this dr- on through this drive and I remember like uh, getting like a half hour into it like this is nothing Like Star Wars And like I remember them Like my mom telling me Like look This is It's just like it It's the same It's like the same thing And um About halfway through I I think I turned it off Because I was so fucking bored Uh As a kid You know Watching it That I was like Fuck this man Fuck the shit out of this (laughs) That's my first memory
0: Yeah Mine's Mine's Probably the same as uh, As Gort So I remember the The worms coming out Of the guy's ear Mm -hmm. and Rathacon well, me, well the, the, what, and what I really remember about it was, you know, my parents are divorced, so I was my dad had oh, dude, a girlfriend then. I, dude. 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 Yeah. Sad. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, my dad had a girlfriend, and I had never been to her house before, and she had a brother that, and I'm not picking on him, but he had some kind of a disability. Like, he, he was like a vegetable, almost. Wow. But he loved Star Trek, so they just ran Star Trek 24 hours a day on the television for him. And, you know, there's by then there was still probably at least this is 1990. So they still got like, like what, six films out. I think the sixth one was out. Mm-hmm. And so I had and not to mention, you know, like 400 episodes of shows. And what do I happen to walk in on him watching was was that one scene. Oh, wow. <laughs> where the worms coming out of the ear.
1: And this is the, and I, this is the kid with the disability.
0: He wasn't a child like he was a is my dad's girlfriend. He, so he was like in his forties or something, and he was just sitting there. He would just watch Star Trek like all day, every day. That's all he watched. Like he was a huge fan.
1: That's interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. And I can imagine. I always wonder what happened to him. I can know? imagine as a kid that being kind of a horrifying thing to see, like the the ear thing, the environment that you're in. You know what I mean? Like you you know what I mean? I'm the in whole there with a, the whole thing.
0: I'm in there with a, you know, I'm like. I think I'm like 7 or 6 or 7 years old, I don't know. And I'm in a room with somebody that's 100% non-responsive besides his eyes moving around staring right. at the TV. And then I'm watching that thing come out the ear. a <laughs> check off on TV and I'm like, oh, It's funny, man. A little had, bit weird.
1: I had this very vivid memory of my father going to check on a friend of his and this friend owned a uh like a house that took care of people with severe disability. Do you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> needed full-time care, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And God bless those people, by the way. You know what I mean? But I I could never, I, could, I couldn't do it. And just like hospice people, like there's no fucking way I could do that every day.
0: Not me either. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah,
1: same. Um. so, oh, I'll, I'll tell you a side note. Uh, Sad story. I'm, I'm on my fourth cup of coffee, so pardon me, but sad story regarding my dad's, my dad's friend I asked him one time because I knew him, you know, just growing up. I was like, I was like, I was like, how, "Well, why do you do this? Like, how did you, how did you fall into this?" And he's told me. I mean, it's sad, but it's it's heartwarming too. His mother had some sort of degenerative disease and didn't tell uh, anyone of her family members how bad it was getting, and she ended up dying. Because she didn't have the help that she needed. And the reason why she didn't have the help that she needed is because she was the type of woman that didn't want to bother or burden anyone with her health. Mm-hmm. So when she passed, he was actually, I think, a truck driver. He quit his job as a truck driver, bought this house, and made it for this type of thing. To He was like, to show my mom that I would have stopped whatever I was doing to help her to the end. And I was like... That's... <laughs> No, I'm not crying. It's something, it's something, are you crying? You know, it was, like, it, it was like, God bless, man. Super hard, like, you know, strong thing to do. Um, but anyway, so I get back to the original story. So my dad was going to his house to pick up something from him or something. I'm a kid, much like you, this is what me think of it. I'm going into the house, and the first thing I immediately see was like this, like, carriage almost. And the carriage was like, it looked like something that Tim Burton had designed. And inside of the top of the carriage was a human, but, like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I don't know how to describe it, especially through the eyes of, like, a five- or six-year-old, but it just looked like a pile of parts. Like, it it Mm -hmm. didn't – it looked like like the shoulder was – like, like his arm was coming off of his back, and, like, you know, he just looked like a pile of human parts. And I was like, what the fuck is this place? And it was, you know, it was like – it was horrifying to me. You know, that and like, church were like the scariest places to me as a kid. All that pomp and circumstance of the Catholic Church, I guess. Anyway, um, um, all the robes and candles. and You know what I mean? It's fucked up when you're young, I feel like. Um, anyway, continue, Justin.
0: All right. So I guess uh, following your earliest memory, I guess what, what's your favorite episode of, of any of the shows that have aired for Star Trek? And hey, we're gonna do Gort first, Andrew. Um,
2: probably I'm most attached to the Menagerie, uh, for the original series, which is the pilot. Mm -hmm. Uh, primarily, I guess that was all that they had in, uh, like the rental store. So I'd seen it a ton of times and I don't remember seeing the original show on as much and just next generation was on TV. So I wasn't watching that as much because like the movies introduce you to the original cast and they're, you know, old as shit by that time. Mm. and and they don't look right but you know captain pike was pretty cool um so i always always enjoyed that character and then you know you get to see him in the chair later with the blinking lights which is you know there's a gag that's been used endlessly in all kinds of uh, shows spoofing that
0: yeah mine in, in particular
2: are... i like uh, south park doing that doing that bit with the teacher that they lit on fire
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember that shit dude that's terrible
2: <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the show, they're asking her, like, these these kids, uh, you know, did whatever, you know, blinks twice. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense now to me. So uh, I'm glad you asked this question, Justin. Um I've never seen a single episode of any Star Trek show ever in my life. So I'd say I like them all equally.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: That does sound like a fair statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Now, an interesting question. Mm-hmm. If you were to start, where would where would that be? So I'd probably start with the next
1: generation, only because when I talk to Star Trek fans, it's it seems like, you know, if if I'm trying to get into it and I, I want it to kind of resonate with me on any sort of level, that I that it's probably the best it has to offer in that regard.
0: It's probably the easiest to watch out of all of them, like for sure. Yeah. Like, it's easy to catch on. It's easy to keep up with. You can kind of jump in at any time. You know what I mean? It's still kind of episodic.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite episode, Justin?
0: Man, that's a really tough question. I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, I'd have to say probably Measure of a Man the, from um, The Next Generation. Because mm-hmm. I've always been a big fan of, like, either the robotic or the scientific characters on the shows, like Spock. Uh, I really like the Doctor on Voyager. But I really like Data from The Next Generation. And um, Measure of a Man is the one where they want to do an experiment on Data that might kill him. And he's an android. Uh, You've never seen Star Trek, but you probably know who Data is or have seen him before. Yes, He's he's basically an android. He's not very emotional. He does get emotions later, but that's a whole other thing. But um, basically, is he alive? Is he sentient? And they have a trial... Uh, I think Picard represents him, and I think Riker was on the the other side for some reason. I can't remember why he was defending the right to do this experiment on him. But it's basically like about you know what makes you alive, like what sentience, and can can an artificial creature, an artificial being, you know, become alive to the point to where it has um like, like human rights? I guess that's, yeah. about that's kind of a It's
1: trans- <laughs> a- kind of a Transformers uh-huh. theme too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's like a common theme in a lot of shows. But Star Trek in particular was always really good with like social themes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They were always ahead of the curve, I'd say, as yeah, far as like, stuff like that goes.
1: Agreed. Um, what, what's next? What's next?
0: Uh, I guess um, I'll start with Gort, because he, he'll have an answer. <laughs> what's, your, what, what, what's your favorite Star Trek villain? My
2: favorite Star Trek villain?
0: Villain. It can be a species or a, or just a single person. I
2: pr- I'd Tough probably just say the Klingons. I just I just like them. Nice. Yeah, mine is
1: uh. So I, uh, So I, my you know my knowledge of Star Trek is very limited. I'm, I'm aware of the Klingons, and then there's the other race that was in the first uh, Abrams movie. What are those people? Oh, the Romulans. The Romulans. So I guess I'd have to go with the Romulans because it's just the one that I'm most familiar with.
0: Have you seen the new movies? Those new movies that came out.
1: Yes, I've seen all three of those.
0: They're actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, pretty, I agree. They, when we get, they to got those... much
0: better treatment than Transformers did.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> Coming back. For sure. When we get to that, when we get to that, like I'll, I'll tell you. See, so the the all right. Let me just go through my history real quick of watching the Star Trek movies. Okay. So, I saw that one in the van that I can't tell you what it was, which one it was uh I have no recollection of it outside of I remember characters standing around talking for like long periods of time, which now I could handle with no no problem at all. But when I was a young lad, no nah, no, nah, no, nah, nah. you're gonna have to give me a little bit more, I'm afraid, so the next one that I remember seeing was the one with the whales and that one I loved, and it came. When up, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, like it was on Showtime or whatever. My mom had it, like whatever premium channel it was on, and it used to, you know, be in regular rotation. And every time it was on, and I caught it, I would watch it. I, I, I loved it. I loved that they like commun they communicated with the whales. Right, Spock did. Yeah, yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. I I loved that. Like, I I I thought that was awesome. Uh, When I say that to people, like you know, Star Trek fans, they they laugh like it like it's a terrible one, and it might be terrible. I haven't seen it since I was a child, but when I was a child, it definitely uh, it definitely had me engaged, you know. And it was the only movie that engaged me from that series uh, for quite some time. Now, I saw the the original Star Trek film uh like two years ago i, I was like th- there's like this list in my head of like nerd movies that like i feel like i probably should get under my belt like so that i i can talk about them or have an opinion of them or not seem like some sort of like uh you know what do they call it like where you're not really into it like a culture vulture of sorts uh-huh so how, how many sittings did it take for uh, blade runner So 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 I watched Blade Runner as a kid. I watched Blade Runner (laughs) as a kid. Yeah. So so when I was a kid, see, here's the connection with that. My my dad knew how much I loved Star Wars, in particular Han Solo. So I watched Indiana Jones the first two and Blade Runner as a kid often because it was in my head. It was just Han Solo doing something different. Um, so I I watched those as a kid. But like movies, I had never seen, but but I felt like I needed to. Like I never seen the the original Planet of the Apes. Like all those movies. So when I got into Planet of the Apes heavy, that's when I watched all those. Um, I had never seen The Abyss. I had never seen uh, the third Indiana Jones movie or the third Back to the Future movie. And I watched both of those. And then the other set was like, I'd never seen the Star Trek movies, aside from the whale one. So I bought the box set and I was like, I'm going to work my way through this. And I watched the first one. And it's slow, like it's mm-hmm. I, like when I was watching it, I was like, "There's no wonder why." As a child, I was like, "This is trash," because it's slow. But that movie, I was like, "Man, this is not great." Until the end, like the the kind of twist at the end, I was like, "That's yeah. that's fucking brilliant." um and i enjoyed that movie an awful lot because of that scene and then i watched the second one the wrath of khan and i enjoyed that one as well but then i just had I like for whatever reason i just never watched any more of them so i still have like a handful of them upstairs that i need to go through but aside from the whale one the 20 minutes of whichever one that one was and then the first two that's the only star trek movies i've seen of the originals you
0: haven't seen any of the next generation films i guess nope with the new career yeah
1: uh. Yeah, just totally missed my radar because I just had, you know, really, I mean, I, and to this day, I, I don't really have a whole lot of, of interest in it. And, and I think it's because um, there's not a character in it that really speaks to me. You but,
0: mean like a Han Solo?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a Han Solo or, uh, you know, a a Batman, uh, a Wolverine, a Gambit, a Spider-Man, like just different characters that have spoken to me over time. Like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: there was nothing, Raphael, there was nothing in those movies. uh, There was no character that like like resonated with me where I was like, I see myself, I relate to this character in in any sort of real way. I think that they're very well-defined characters. You know, And they obviously have their place in, in history and all that kind of stuff. And th- th- like they're fleshed out for sure. But there's just – like if I got assigned to that ship, I would put in a fucking transfer the moment I got on board. I'd be like, there's no way I'm fucking kicking it with these dorks all fucking week. Like I- I'm getting the <laughs> fuck out of here. Well, if you're
2: wearing a red shirt, you might not even get to put that <laughs> transfer in. That's a good <laughs> point. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. <laughs> um, but but it, I, I, at the same token, I think that's why I enjoyed uh, the Abrams ones. Was because I saw, I related to that Kirk. You know, the stuff with him and his father, and, you know, b- kind of being a, a young, reckless kid and having this legacy that you're living. Like, I, I, I understood and connected with all of that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Those, those de- yeah,
0: those are great films. Like, I really enjoy the new ones.
1: So, like, like all three of them. Yeah. Well, so, uh, uh, all right. Um, well, let's, uh, Gort, tell us your kind of. Um, history with the original films and
2: then we'll kind of move on to, to the next bit so, so I told you I ran into one of the movies and then ultimately it, see they had all the movies in the rental place as opposed to just the show was the one episode but I had seen all of those in order and it's possible no I don't know I was going to say I might have seen those in full order before the original Star Wars movies but I think, wow. I think that's not true that, that was earlier Gotcha. That had to have been earlier um but at least these i did get to see ultimately in order you know one through six and uh then generations was uh already out i think and kind of just continued from there like i remember you know first contact which is it's actually a fairly interesting movie mm-hmm. um being excited when that was coming out but you know followed by insurrection not, not, that kind of killed it i wasn't a fan of that mm. Um. Well, then there was the no. That's 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 it. Like I, yeah, kind of yeah. I, like I, I caught I caught Next Generation a bunch on TV, and I've probably seen between all the seasons, like just watching periodically about half the series. I've never seen the full thing, but I don't remember a ton of it. And I never got into the other ones like Deep Space Nine. I never really gave a chance. But <laughs> Voyager, I'd seen a bunch of it. You know that that was as simple as. Well, you, know, you gotta watch it. Jerry Ryan's hot. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is shit, though. But yeah, we're done with this. <laughs> like almost right uh, away.
0: I love Voyager, man. It's <laughs> one of my favorites, actually.
2: So between um,
1: between the original films and the the Abrams films, there's only one memory that I have in any kind of with any significant value in regard to Star Trek, and I'm going to tell you what that was. Adam loves Star Trek, right? Like he, he loved, he loved it, and it speaks. It speaks. He's he's into the, the the science of stuff, and you know he's criticized, you know, Star Wars because the ranking order of the military isn't clear. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, well, that's not that's not this. That's not what this thing is about. But what where is a moth, <laughs> where whereas whereas for him the. Um, the, the Star Trek stuff spoke to him because everything is very well-defined. Everything is very – you know what I mean? All those sorts of things. Like It just speaks to his character, right? So he was at uh, a buddy of mine's house, uh, Mario, who, who I've, I've spoken about many times. He passed in 2010. And his house was called The World because anything that happened in The World could happen at his house. So everybody was there. It's probably like 30 people in this house like all the time. Never less than five. Never more than probably 30. And – mm. He was he was there, and a conversation came up about Star Trek. And Adam was talking about how much much more sophisticated the show or the movies are, in the show and Next Generation. He was a big fan, blah blah blah. And then he got in like, somehow because it was a room full of men, um, which was another problem with this place, by the way. <laughs> but that's a side story. But um, somehow it. It got into, all right, well, who, who beats who in a fight, right? <laughs> so it was like if the whole Star Wars universe teamed up and went to war with the whole Star Trek universe, um, who wins, right? Do you guys hear that beeping? No. Okay, good. I don't hear a beep. Good. Don't worry about it then. Uh, it was about who wins, right? So <laughs> Adam like had all the science to it, and he was like, like, obviously, Star Trek wins. He's like, the, the weaponry is more advanced. Like, one shot from a phaser, and you disappear, whereas one shot from a blaster, and you have your arm singed. Do you know what I mean? Um, but basically, it just ended up being a room of, like, 30 people just yelling at Adam for, like, a half hour because Star Wars was cooler is <laughs> what it ended up being. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and, um, and it, it, you know, the, the, one, the one X factor to it, right, was what is the ultimate... You know, what is the force capable of doing power wise with everybody using it at one time? That that was like the one X factor that he admitted was like an unknown.
2: But I mean, you know. Oh, we, we know the answer to that now. When you have all the force at one time, you either shoot it into the air at ships or <laughs> you make an X with a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> you do. That's a good point. Nailed it. That's a good point. And I
0: agree with Adam a hundred percent. Oh yeah, dude. Star look, Trek.
1: hindsight being twenty twenty, he was a hundred percent right. But you couldn't tell this. <laughs> it, like, nobody no. in this room is going to walk out of there and feel okay about themselves, knowing that uh, guys that wore red shirts tucked into their pants could beat fucking Darth Vader in a fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just it, it, that wasn't part of the recipe for that night. Um, and, you know,
0: it'd be really cool, if, like a Borg Darth Vader like an assimilated Darth Vader.
1: So Justin, were you like super into the movies and the shows like the whole, your whole life?
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I grew up on the next generation. Uh, I knew what the original series was. I had seen a little bit of it, but like, like Andrew said, like at some point it wasn't on TV a whole lot anymore. Like you'd catch it every now and then, but it, it wasn't like, obviously it's a 30 year old show almost at that point. And, uh, but the next generation was great. Uh, I got into voyager and voyager was on like when i was like moving out becoming an adult and stuff like that and i think i had met my i don't know i don't know if i met my wife by the time it was over i think what year what year did that end man like 2001 something like that right yeah. Remember, um, yeah i just
2: remember being in high school uh by the time it was getting to be over
0: i mean i'm gonna remember I'm gonna... the exact year I'm not going to go with that real quick.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember, let
1: me me see. So there was Voyager. There was Deep Space Nine. There was The Next Generation. There's this Picard show. Are there? And then then there was the original series. Is there any other show that I'm missing?
0: Did you say Enterprise?
1: No. So Enterprise was another one.
0: Mm -hmm. And they had a cartoon show, too, at some point in
2: the 70s. Oh, Christ. Filmation made that. It was not
0: good. I, I can't watch it. I've
2: never watched it. Spock is yellow. I do
1: think that some of the ships look cool, but I never. But but, sorry, I say that to say this: I don't think the Enterprise looks cool. Like I know it's beloved. I know it's iconic. You know, I I get it. But when I look at it, I'm like, this doesn't look cool to me. And I I don't know how to. I don't know how to really quantify the cool factor. Like some of those, like. those uh, fighters, those, like, uh, the, the Klingon fighter things, like, with the angled wings yeah. and, like, like, that stuff the like Yeah, like, I look at that, I'm like, that looks cool. You know, like, it has a cool factor about it, whereas the Enterprise, while being iconic and while being, you know, what it is, its place in history, like, it's up there with the fucking Batmobile or the Millennium Falcon or anything else, right, the DeLorean. But there's something about it that just, like, man, like, this looks like, it looks medical to me.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind of their thing. They're more an explorative ship than a warship. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's why Yeah, I get it, man. It's like, if, if you hadn't been watching Star Trek for a long time and you saw that thing, like, come up on your screen, like, you wouldn't be worried about that thing fucking you up, you know? <laughs>
1: yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, but, but then, so, I guess let's just move it along. Well, you know what? What about the figures? Were you ever into the figures?
0: Uh, I I actually collect them now But I don't like the vintage ones as much They never really had great toys besides the ships Agreed Because like you ever seen the figures from back in the day They're like five and a half inches tall And and they all are like Got like biscuit shoulders and shit Like I don't know how to describe it Like they're all like really big shouldered toys right. This old ones were And they never really looked that good I think Playmates made them You know god bless her soul wherever they are now but uh and uh, like i just like playing with the ships i had the toys you know some of the figures weren't bad when i was a kid but the new ones that i buy now the quantum mechanics they're they're on the level of the hot toys stuff and they're really they're really awesome i love those things
1: so i was uh I, i i actually was tempted to buy the play arts kai spock and kirk From From the new movie? Yeah, because I was like, man, I like these new movies, and it made me like Star Trek. So, like, like, there was a while where I debated buying those. I I didn't ultimately do it, but there was a while where I really seriously considered it.
0: See, all of mine are old, like, the next generation and original series characters.
1: Why do you think uh, it's more common? Well, I mean, I know the answer to this, but... Well, I know what I think the answer to this is as a Star Wars fan, but I'd like to hear it from a Star Trek fan. Why do you think it's more common for a Star Trek fan to be a fan of Star Wars than a Star Wars fan to be a fan of Star Trek?
0: I think because I mean I mean it's in the nicest way possible. I think Star Wars is easier to digest.
1: Absolutely. I agree. That'd like, my it, answer as well.
0: It, it's easier to watch. Like cause you'll spend a lot of time watching Star Trek and they're talking about, you know, mumbo jumbo that don't make no sense. And they can't really show you except for whatever the end result is. And Star Wars is more like you know like cowboys in space like kind of stuff, which is easier. Like I said, it's easier. It's an easier watch. Like I love Star Wars a lot too. Right. You know? I got a couple of toys from them, but like I, I can't tell you. I I think I I know I like Star Trek more than Star Wars though. Yeah. If I had to pick one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just. I I agree with you though. I think it's for the same the same purpose. Um. So I also want to say before oh. we. Get, oh, go good.
0: I want to hear what, what, what Andrew
1: want to say about that, too. About uh, fans liking well, one versus the other? Well, why... Why do you think it... You go ahead, Bobby. Why Star Trek fans... is Why
2: it's easier to find Star Trek fans that are fans of Star Wars than vice versa? Um, I mean, really, you kind of hit it right there, just being purely digestible, because you could really sit down... And Star Wars is a movie. You know, it's not a series. You know, despite Star Trek having the movies... And even though that's how I was introduced to them, it's it's not the same. Like you, you might want to know more, but like sitting down to watch the series, like even though I've told you I've watched a ton of it, I don't find it as memorable as the movies. And I think it's because of what you're talking about. It's a lot of mumbo jumbo from one thing to the next. Some episodes stand out a lot more than others. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's not going to really leave memory, um, like the card becoming the board, for example. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars is just more exciting, ultimately.
0: I think I can add something like to that. It's
2: it's more gripping. Hmm.
0: Well, I think a lot of people that are Star Trek fans are also just space science fiction fans in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know a lot of people that like Star Wars that have no interest in any other space-based <laughs> science fiction yeah it's true like i've seen event horizon <laughs> you know black hole i've watched every damn space sci-fi movie made in the last 30 years right but then like but, i got like i said i got friends that they've seen star wars and that's it like they ain't watched nothing else in space
1: <laughs> yeah no i'm kind of in that boat so i get it um yeah. th- so uh, the the one other thing that i want to comment on before we get into this abrams thing which i'm ready to do is that i've i think i've seen more star trek documentaries than I've actually seen Star Trek <laughs> films. So, like, I've seen... I've seen Trek, I have believe you. I've seen Trekkies <laughs> 1 and Trekkies 2. They're both great. I've seen um, a documentary on the guy... Who was the guy that was behind Star Trek? Like, the George Lucas of Star Trek?
0: Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, so
1: I've seen a documentary on him. That, and I used to think he was a saint before I found out he was racist against bald people. And then I saw one on uh Leonard Nimoy that covered a uh, a large amount of Spock so that's four so no but and I think I've seen another one in there too but I've almost seen as many documentaries about him as I have and I love them I love all the documentaries they've all been great and I love uh Trekkies in particular like I love both of those and I I don't love it I'm not laughing at them do you know what I mean like I'm not watching it for those reasons like I'm watching it because I think culturally it's fucking interesting
0: yeah it, it definitely like it's huge I it it's it's up there it's it's not as probably like big of a like conventions and stuff it's nothing like Star wars, I don't think right as, as far as like overall amount of people, but like there's a lot of trekkies out there it's like a hidden like a hidden talent kind of thing, you know, yeah, for sure, like you'll be like you know this is my- this is my friend Fred he's outside like breaking rocks and shit, oh, he loves Star Trek, I never expected that you know
1: yeah, i mean they, i mean they're I think they're the the ones that are like just as committed, you know they learn the whole language and you know, mm-hmm. and they 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 do fan films just like Star Wars fans, and they have the cosplay that's like super legit and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I, I think it's it's like I think the level of quality of fan in terms of commitment or dedication to it and expressing it is equal. Just the it's the quantity that's off in regards mm-hmm. to those, you know. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's move into the Abrams stuff a bit. Uh, so. I saw that one in the in the theater, the first one, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, this is a relaunch. It's, it's kind of like what DC's New 52 was for a lot of people, I think. Like, I was like, okay, we're starting over. Interesting. Like, I'm willing to commit to this. Like, I'm willing to jump into this and ride this out till the end, if it's good. And I went, and I fucking loved it. I loved every yeah. second of it. Like, it's, you know, one of my... It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like in in, in regard to the nerd stuff, um, like I think it was really well done, and I love how it kind of ties back to the other universe. So it's like all interrelated. Like I, I dig all that stuff, and um, I thought the acting was great. I thought I thought it was all fantastic. The guy who plays Spock, I thought did a great job. The dude from Heroes, um, but I remember thinking to myself like this feels like Star Wars to me, and I listened to the commentary of Abrams on it, and I remember him saying uh, Star Trek is classical music and Star Wars is rock and roll. And that's why the fans don't always appreciate each other's music. But my goal with this was to make a Star Trek fans that satisfied the Star Trek fans but was appealing to Star Wars
2: fans. And I was like,
1: success, at least from, from my point of view.
0: Uh, hey, too bad
2: The best uh, Star Wars movie he made was uh, Star Trek.
0: No, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> what do you what, what do you think Abrams is better at, Star Trek or Star Wars? Uh,
1: Star Trek, Star Trek. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think, I hate to say this, man, but I don't think he gets Star Wars. Mm. I think he gets an element of it, like uh, it's like it's like if he's like, I uh, know, you know, I always compared to food or sex, right? But he's like. Look, I'm I'm really good at making pizza. Like I'm really really good at it. And like you're like, all right, cool. Like let's let, let's have it. So he goes over to his house and he you know spends all day working on this pizza. He's sweating. He's got a towel draped over his shoulder that he's constantly using to wipe his hands. Like that's when you could tell somebody's really nice in the kitchen. And um <laughs> and then he brings out the pizza. And the dough is so well done it's like it's like crispy on the bottom the the crust part is nice and fluffy, but the part where the 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 cheese and all that goes on is nice nice and thin, but still has texture and it's like just perfection and then there's cheese, and the cheese is all melted beautifully and evenly, but there's no sauce on the thing like that that's that's how i like he's he gets. Elements of Star Wars, but I don't. And I I, honestly, I feel the same. Not to make this Star Wars show, but I I feel the same about Ryan Johnson. I think that Ryan Johnson gets a very particular piece of what Star Wars is supposed to be about, and the problem is he doesn't quite have a mastery of the other side of it. And the the beautiful thing is that they complement one another in terms of what they're good at. But uh, you know, I think that you know, ultimately it was a bit imbalanced in that regard. But yeah. That's uh so ultimately I think that he does better at Star Trek. Because I like more I like more Star Trek movies by him than I like Star Wars movies by him at the end of the day. Like <laughs> I, I, I he's I guess he's two and one.
0: But he's supposed to be a Star Wars fan, right? Right. Like he's not like it, it was like something he wanted to do. And I think he is. I think he, yeah. is I think
1: he I think he would have nailed the Mandalorian. Like I think mm. he, I think he would have nailed it. Like he gets the the boots on the ground adventure element of Star Wars. He gets it. It's the force more metaphysical, philosophical, religious aspect that I feel like he misses the boat on. Mhm. And and Ryan Johnson is vice versa.
0: Yeah, I really I actually really like The Last Jedi. That's probably my favorite of the three. Yeah, I mean just uh, yeah, just And a lot of people just, hated it, too.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's definitely my favorite of the three. It's, I mean it's it's one of my favorite of all, all of them, but um but yeah, so like when I saw it I was like man this is fucking great and like I didn't know like I knew the Romulans like in name only like I knew they were a thing but like I had no real point of con- like you know context for them so like it, it it made me understand that world a lot more and I think it, it you know it, I think why, why Wrath of Khan might feel a little Force Awakensy in that regard um first. I I I feel like the the first Star Trek that Abrams did was wonderful like completely i don't i mean and i i haven't seen all the star trek stuff so i could be way off the mark i'm willing to admit that but it seemed original fresh new like brand new blood pumped into that franchise to me
0: it's a good movie by itself like yeah, just yeah. as a yeah. movie agreed
1: yeah.
2: agreed
0: like, it could have been something else and it'd still be a good movie yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. agreed but the interesting thing there is um it's still about destroying a world, though. But instead of a giant laser, it's very sophisticated. <laughs> it's a couple drops of red shit. That's true. Yeah.
0: It's red Kool-Aid. That's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think it was more like it, it didn't feel as, you know, it, with the things that I have, it, it, or not issues with, but the things about Star Trek that don't necessarily excite me. You know, like it, it felt less bogged down with the science and the tech. And, the you know, it's just... I'm okay with some things just being there because that's just how it's always been, you know, and that's kind of how that movie was for me.
0: I feel like the Abrams ones is is like uh, I don't remember. Did Abrams do the third one beyond or was that somebody else?
1: I don't know.
2: I don't know if he directed it. I think he produced it at least. He he produced that one. And that was uh, Alex Kurtzman, I think, directing Mm -hmm. it.
0: Because, like, all the new Star Trek movies compared to, like, the old stuff, like you said, leaving the science out, the new ones are pretty much action scene to drama scene to action scene. Right. Like, back and forth. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like they're just throwing you back and forth emotionally, like, over and over. It never has any of that blah, blah, like, explaining Gob- stuff going on. Yeah, well, like, like it just, it goes like, oh, this happened, maybe five seconds of why this happened, and then let's go on to the next thing. Yeah. Whereas the, other, the original Star Trek, there's always, like... You know, that middle, like, hour of the movies is just, like, <laughs> ex- you know, just the journey there, whereas the new ones are just, like, throwing you from scene to scene, from action to scene. So, and I think that makes it more watchable for, like, people uh, that wouldn't yeah, like the definitely. formula. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Re- real quick, I, I looked it up. Beyond was directed by Justin Lin, and maybe what I'm remembering is uh, when I said Kurtzman, he had nothing to do with it, it looks like.
0: Uh, I still like Beyond, though. That was a good movie, too. That one, was, that one was, like, really fun.
2: Was Beyond
1: I the guess. third one? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the third one with the so, blue girl.
1: All right, so let me go into the second one then first. So a lot of people didn't like the second one because they thought it was a Force Awakens type of thing, right, with A New Hope. Um, but I, I loved it. But keep in mind, I hadn't seen Wrath of Khan at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was all brand new and fresh to me. Like, when he ended up being the bad guy, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> you know where like everybody else saw it coming from like you were actually surprised <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i, I like I, like it's a good thing i didn't say anything out loud i'd have looked like the biggest fucking idiot in the theater i'd have stood up like oh my god oh, what a twist what a twist <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but because it was all it was, it was all new and fresh to me you know um so i quite enjoyed that one a lot as well but i i know i understand the flack you know, especially having lived through the Force Awakens, and you know, and I like the Force Awakens, a great bit, but I, I definitely see the 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 new tread on that tire, um, and I see it now with Wrath of Khan and whatever the second one was called, because, uh, because because I've seen Wrath of Khan now, but at that point I hadn't, you know. So it was funny because I was watch, watching Wrath of Khan, I was like, oh man, this is kind of just like the Abrams one, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I like it's a good what, movie, there.
2: Yeah, I agree. One, one of the cool things getting to go into the movies like that though and just not knowing you do get those surprises even mm. if other people are wise to it but that's one of those few instances where you're just that general public you know the general right. audience right, right. where otherwise you you know everything going into the movie yeah and and i could i could tell you guardians of the galaxy was kind of like that for me i didn't know a whole lot about it so that was easy to just fall right into i, I wasn't picking that one apart right, like right, right, all the right. other movies and, and-, and it was fantastic
0: Am I the only one that gets excited every time they see Peter Weller in something? I don't know. Who the, that guy that, is. the guy that played Robocop.
1: Robocop. What uh the original Robocop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, what the was
1: G- what was he in? What, what else was he in?
0: He was the what's the guy the admiral that had the, the warship. That the one that was using Khan to build the technology.
1: Oh 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even sure he if doesn't, I picked up on he, that
0: he was in screamers too like you don't see him in a lot of movies but whenever i see him i'm like hey it's robocop
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which is like my favorite science fiction movie of all time
1: that's funny like robocop
0: is fire man
1: so (laughs) so robocop is what i call the dark horse nerd
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like a, a lot of people that are in i feel like into robocop they're like also into all the other licenses that dark horse got like terminator predator aliens um and I that's like I, right. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: And like I like all that stuff, you know, but uh it never grabbed me, I think, in the same way that like, you know, Star Wars or Marvel or DC or Transformers or, you know, some of these other properties grabbed me. You know, even though I i love it, like I've I've seen them all, you know, I'm, I'm a fan, don't get me wrong, but um like I've never felt the need to like buy merchandise from it or and there's I don't know what it is. There's nothing about it that's ever made me feel like I need to own a part of this. And I don't know why that is. Oh.
0: I got every single hot toys they ever put out. Yeah, (laughs) that's I mean,
1: and that's fucking cool, and they look great. Um, Yeah, but I just, it just never spoke to me in that way. Like I'm like, I don't know what it is about it, but like I'm perfectly content going in, watching it. Enjoying it and walking out and moving on with my day, whereas with other this stuff, I'm like, well, fuck, well, Jesus! I hope that fucking SH Figwarts at least tackles this, and then maybe Mayfix will grab that, and hopefully Hot Toys will at least bang out these three. And like, you know, like this is how you know, like I view some of this other stuff. But with, with the Dark Horse properties, I'm always like, eh, you know, cool, good enough.
0: I okay, get a picture of it.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like happy to own the DVD. You know, and that's enough for me. I don't, and I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Um. So and, and then the third one, the third one, is the one that I enjoyed the least. And let me say this: the female character in it that was like the alien thing, like the white shirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I loved her, loved her. But what irritated me, I think, was the Beastie Boys. And like, yeah. and See, I, I think
0: that was funny, man. And <laughs> I I'm thought a, that was hilarious when that
1: happened. I'm a Beastie <laughs> Boys fan. And I I enjoyed the sabotage in the in the first film. Like it seemed like, oh, we're gonna play this retro song, and because I'm retro and I'm like a I'm like a hippie of this universe. I mean, a a hipster of this universe. Um, But McCarthy, yeah. But like, but for some reason, like the fact that it was the same band being used in the third one, and it was also a retro song, and that's how they like the Beastie Boys. They use Beastie Boys to like defeat the enemy. Like it just seemed goofy to me.
0: Well, what song would you have them play instead? Like, X Gonna Give It To You or whatever?
1: No, no, I hope not. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's you know, interesting somebody that... You
0: needs to, needs to recut that scene and put that
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Rage Against the Machine. Just have it completely on the nose.
0: Rage. <laughs> what about if the Beastie Boys are just really huge fans, though, and they wanted their song in there? I think that would be cool. I mean, that's cool, but it's like... I still think like it would be
1: better if they just used it as soundtrack stuff instead of actually literally playing inter. And then of all songs, intergalactic, like the space song, like it's just like it's it was too much for me.
0: Because
1: it was intergalactic, wasn't it? That they played in my Sounds. head. I, in my head, it's intergalactic. Um, they did uh,
2: sabotage in the first movie uh, yes. and the third. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we only had the rights for that one song. <laughs> would you would, would you say would you say Gort? I might have liked Intergalactic more, but that doesn't it wouldn't fit the same way, I think. Yeah. just the kind of music. I, did they
1: use uh, Sabotage? Right. Did they use Sabotage for the third one also? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So see, see in my there, head it was a, destroying a bunch of shit.
0: It's what you call a callback. Oh, but <laughs> but, also, but at the same time but, but it the was interesting. It thing, was also
1: used to Sabotage. Maybe that's yeah, why yeah. I think it's on the nose. Oh, yeah, it,
0: really it was is. really corny. It was corny as shit. But I, I was I was clapping my damn hands. I was like, See, "Yeah,
1: I can't handle that, man. That's a level. That's a, <laughs> like my like Greg used to say. Like my nerd doesn't swing that way. Like the like it's 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 the it's the same stuff with like Guardians of the Galaxy doing the dance off. Like as soon as it yeah, if it re when it reaches a level of goof, I'm done. Like I want to wash my hands of it. Um, and yeah, and then that's it. I'm not watching Picard. Uh.
0: That car was great.
1: Yeah, I've heard uh Chris loves it. So I've heard it's good, but I, I just I just I just don't know what it is. It's just that nothing outside of the Abrams films, and even the third one, which I is my least favorite of the three, I can still watch it, no problem. Do you know what I mean? Uh mm-hmm. it's just that franchise has just never really resonated with me.
2: Is Chris talking about uh Picard on Nerd Rage?
1: Uh just that he had watched it I, I can't remember he hasn't gone too in depth on it, but oh but, okay, yeah, but just that he had watched it and I, and and then I believe that he was enjoying it, or maybe it was Joe, maybe it was Joe Joe's watch. I can't remember one of them's watching it because i've i've heard I've heard it discussed <laughs> He
2: heard Star Trek and stuff, listening, yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah and then' Tune I,
1: him out. yeah, in my head, I start thinking about what I'm gonna have for dinner
0: <laughs> <are you> <laughs> i do I do, that. I do that as soon as I wake up, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what are we-
1: you're like so, so uh, I'm watching Picard and I'm like I could go for fish but it's not quite as filling and you know but like I, I caught the beginning bit. And yeah, yeah.
0: It's a really good show. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've heard. Uh is there any news of of more movies?
0: There's supposed to have been a fourth one already being made, but it got like closed down at some point and they keep mm-hmm. talking about well, it's because um uh Chris Pine and who's the Captain America guy? Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cost a lot of money now, and they cost more than oh, a Star Trek release, gotcha. than an Abrams Star Trek release warrants. Because they wanted to bring them both back as like some kind of time, you know, which a god does. I kind of hope they don't do that, but they want to bring it back with some kind of time traveling thing where, you know, Kirk's father shows up somehow. But they couldn't afford to hire both of those actors now that they're both famous, you know?
1: Is that a Paramount property? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a a fucking Viacom company. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you would think they have all the money in the world. Shit shit like that starts to piss me off when I start to think about it sometimes. that's Like, the the business end of some of this stuff.
0: If you compare, like, the gross of, like, the Marvel movies or Star Wars to, like, what Star Trek films bring in in the theaters... Like You can see why they can't afford to hire those actors anymore. Chris Evans Evans wasn't Captain America yet when they shot that first movie, I don't think. When he's the father uh, piloting the ship into the Nerada. Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, not Chris Evans. Whatever. (laughs) That's the Thor guy. The Avenger. Yeah, the Thor guy. I don't know, man. (laughs) All white people look alike. I don't know. Yeah, well, one of the cri- one of the chris's that cost a lot of money now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's many of them. There's many of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh,
1: I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, you know, like we just wanted to to give you guys uh, a little bit of fun for April Fools and talk about something a little different and sort of have a, a a bit of an angle. And Justin, because of the quarantine, was able to come on and talk. And he loves Star Trek, so it gave him an opportunity to sort of be on the show as well and. That's about all I got. Um, Gord, do you have anything that you want to say to close out?
2: Well, I mean, there's kind of that ongoing news with the Tarantino Star Trek. Is that the Star Trek 4, Justin?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, no, the Tarantino Star Trek supposed to be something different. Is,
2: different.
1: That,
0: is that still a thing? They keep talking about it where every now and then. It just comes yeah. up.
2: Yeah, he's really pushing for a rated R Star Trek. Yeah. That would be interesting to see.
1: Not just because it's rated R, but just because it's Tarantino. Like, I would love if, like, the ca- the characters were all cursing and, you know what I mean? Carrying on. Yeah, like
0: a Picard. Well, they already have that. It's that Picard. They say the F word Picard all the time. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I pretty, heard people complaining about that, and, and I love I it. I can't say that I. Disagree with the complaints either. I I haven't seen it to really know how I'd feel about it. it
0: it's appropriate when done, like almost like they wish they could have done it a long okay. time ago. Yeah, it it, it works.
2: Okay. See, it, like you you say that that's that that sounds a lot more convincing to me than just like people wanting to hear the f word, you know, for the sake. But, of right, I mean, right, a lot
0: right. of a lot of people don't want to hear the f word. Period. And like, I think a Star Trek fans probably there's a percentage of them that they enjoy the wholesomeness of it all. You know. Right, right. Yeah. But like when they use the f word in the card i it, it's does it's not abrasive it doesn't seem shoehorned in it seems like somebody would actually say the word at that point you know what i mean yeah the only time it's jarring at all is really the first time but i think that's more because you're not expecting it than than it is like the you know like the tone of that moment when it's being said right like the last, the very last episode, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But like one of the most memorable lines in it is like somebody says says the F word because it's a hundred percent appropriate. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to see it. Like uh who who would be in it? Samuel Jackson would be in it. Um Oh, that'd be
0: awesome. John Travolta. <laughs> uh who <laughs> John Travolta. Who
1: else has he's been dealing with a lot recently, Tarantino? Um uh who was in Django? Let's just
2: let's just bring back Kurt Russell
1: and yeah. uh, oh no yeah, ha- why not? He'd, he'd have that guy um <laughs> that guy that played the Nazi in um Christoph Waltz. Yes, have him in it.
2: <laughs> Cuz
1: he's been he's been like he was in Django, he was in what,
2: what would he be? What would you have him play in Star Trek?
1: Uh oh a oh, oh, Warlock or whatever those things are called. What are those things? Uh a Klingon? Like, Klingon. <laughs> a, a warlock.
0: <laughs> a warlock. <laughs> oh man!
1: Uh, and I liked it because you get you get you do get a little bit of the Klingons in the um, in the in one of those movies, like just a hint of them, right? In uh, in the Abrams that movies,
2: uh, like earlier on in uh,
1: uh, Darkness. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was hoping that they would do – Like, I was hoping that the third one was going to cover the Klingons. It's kind of a bummer that they never went into them, I think. All right. Uh, And with that, Justin, is there anything you'd like to plug?
0: Uh, My wife. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you know, I was on a show called TKO. The episodes are still up if you really need something to burn some time. We had a good time doing it, anyways. So uh, that's about it, man.
1: All right. Um, And we'll be back uh, with another episode before you know it. So uh, tune in, wash your hands, wash your ass, do what you're supposed to do. Take care.